What's all this? The house is haunted. Walk me through it. All right, um, the realtor's JJ. He was cagey about the previous owners, but he called it the Winthrop House. Now, I haven't been able to dig up anything on the name Winthrop, but I did find out the last owner of the house was a man named Hiram Epstein. Epstein was a scientist at the University of Chicago until he was fired for unethical experimental practices. Unethical, how? The article doesn't say, but I think he was experimenting on humans. Eight bodies were found in my basement. I'm not sure, but remember the night of the housewarming party? The police captain is the one who told me about the bodies, and he was asking all these questions about the house, like he had some sort of connection to it. That's him. Look who's standing beside him. That's Hiram Epstein. Mm-hmm. They knew each other. And Lancaster's name keeps popping up in a string of articles as the lead detective in a number of missing persons reports from the South Side. You think he was supplying this Epstein guy with test subjects? Mm. Oh, and then this. I took these the day we moved in. The body parts that were found in what is now my basement. It took all night, but I was able to find all eight faces. Lucy, Anarcha, Grover. Color folks who disappeared on the south side. Now restless souls trapped in my house with their killer. They want out. I know it. <sighs> Uncle George referenced a haunted house story right now that proves that these ghosts are gonna stop till you join them on the other side. I think it's time to move out. Right, y'all, welcome back to Lovecraft Aftermath. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review over the melanated horror sci-fi occult afrofuturistic period piece of a show lovecraft country um yeah yeah we diving into episode three uh holy ghost i am your host rain coleman of course and i have with me today a very 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 special guest please come on the mic and let these people know who are on the show with me today hi everybody this is April Danielle, um, former podcast host, retired. <laughs> podcast host. Um, but um, thank you for having me, Ray. I appreciate it. We've been needing to link up forever. God, yes. Finally. God, yes. <laughs> so thank I you. Know. I'm so excited. Look, I'm so excited. look. This is, and then for this, of all, uh, of all things, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Good Lord. So right off the top. You've already read the book. You said you've read the book, so you you understand the nitty gritty. This shit. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, my guests before hadn't read, and there's a lot of people who haven't. It's nothing against them, of course, but it's this is my first time speaking with somebody on mic who has also read the book. So this should be interesting. Um, make sure to use that hashtag guys Lovecraft Aftermath or LCC Pod if you like make sure you use that when you are 
watching the show live, when you're watching any repeats, when you're discussing the show online, and when you're listening to this episode and any subsequent episodes of Lovecraft Aftermath. So we are in Season 1, Episode 3, Holy Ghost. In this episode, Letty turns a ramshackle Victorian on Chicago's north side into a boarding house an endeavor that stokes racism and awakens dormant spirits stuck in the house. Um, on the other side of town, George's wife, Hippolyta, presses Atticus for the full story of what happened to her husband back in Ardham. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot going on. So, first off, give me give me like your general thoughts. Like, this episode, the series, it don't matter what, just... What you feeling when you tune in on Sunday nights? Okay, so I'm obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> like when I first saw it was gonna happen, um, what was this? Early in twenty twenty they started dropping the trailer mm-hmm. or dropping, dropping little hints that it was coming out, uh, Jordan Peele production. I yeah. wasn't even you know, that was dope. But Misha Green. Yeah. She's creator on fighter on uh, underground as mm-hmm. well. Like she, like I'm, I'm loving it. I'm obsessed. Every episode is, it's, it's like I've been seeing people talk about every episode is like a season finale. Like it's yes. so much packed into yeah. it. Yeah. And it's so, it's so much, but it's so good too. Like you, you're not. It's not a dull moment at all. Right. Yeah, I agree. Do you, um, do you watch any like British TV, like maybe, um, sitcoms or TV shows or um, like true crime or anything? Yeah. That's what this feels like to me. I watched Luther like years ago when it was like maybe two seasons out. And it felt like even though it was like four episodes for that one season, it felt like 12 or it felt like 22. That's what this feels like to me. Like it's. They do. BBC shows usually have a lot of going on in mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I, and I like BBC humor too. I love I it. Wonder, I wonder. I like that. I didn't correlate that, but I like that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, that's always been like my big kind of me champion. Uh, uh, UK shows is that they, they ain't give you twenty two. They give you seven, and it's gonna feel like twenty two. So I've, I've always loved that about them. But that's what this feels like to me. Um, much like you haven't read the book, I, there's a number of ways they could have taken this show, and I. Yeah. <sighs> So speak to that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's one of the interesting things, too, is to see how they, you know, transcribed it into television from the book. You know, things that they had to leave out or add, um, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like, I don't want to spoil anything. So if you haven't read the book or or anything like that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, this... um, Pretty much, this this episode at Holy Ghost is pretty pretty true to the book. Yeah, yeah. um, it's some there are some points of course you know that's left out um or a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, mainly uh the difference i believe you know the ownership of the house yeah. is a little different in the book um the um uh, the greek goddess you know the medusa yeah that uh, i was yes i wanted that in the show me though. too man. I wanted that in the show. <laughs> me too thing. i was like yeah. Yeah, that was, I, it was good in the book like yeah. i think it, in the book it was really good so yeah I'm, um, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, sorry. No, no, that's it. I'm, I'm agreeing. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Um, but other than that, a lot of that, like the storyline, everything like that, everything is pretty close to uh, what's in mm-hmm. the book. And 
I like the book as well. Um, I don't know if you talked about this before in the. I mean, I guess we'll get to this towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm spoiling anything. Go ahead. But you know, in the book, you know, Christina is. You know, in the book, it's a guy. Oh yeah, no, no, we've talked so, about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, because, you know, in the book, so, yeah, that's another, you know, kind of difference, but I like that Okay, that's what I was going to ask you, because let's get the white folks out the way. So, Christina versus Caleb, how are you, <laughs> how do you feel about her, about the gender swap? Because she's not the only one. Dee was a boy in the comic. Hippolyta's son is now a girl, Diana. So, how do you feel about Christina being, uh, Caleb being Christina? Mm-hmm. You know how basically a lot of times, especially in history, you know, orders, groups, you know, secret organizations, the guys, they're guys, yeah. you know, they're they are. Look, you know, the son is kind of involved, but he still just because the way you know his daddy is, you know, doesn't really fuck with. Him. Yeah. But you know, not only does the daddy not really fuck with her like that, like she's been <laughs> ostracized because she's a female. Yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, She's not really an heir, so she doesn't. Have, there's nothing that you know. In his mind, there's nothing that can continue that you know lineage. Yeah. So, so this, I think that's one of the reasons why he was so hell bent on getting Atticus as well for the mm-hmm. bloodline mm-hmm. to continue. Yes, yes. He said in the he said in the show, you know, she's done everything all her life to be included into this club and get her dad to see her mm-hmm. as an equal or as you know somebody as worthy. And all he had to be done do, do be born a man and not even a white man at that. Yeah, a, black man. a Negro man and you, yeah, yeah. I I like, I like that like that you know, in the uh, in the show. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm the same. I think that makes her motivation so much more um, sympathetic than Caleb in the book just hating his dad. Like, exactly. It, 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 it has, hmm, what do I say? It, it's levels to it because, like you said, she's a woman, and though she has more experience with this shit, you're just a man, and that's enough for for you to be passed over me. And then a Negro man, of course, I'm pro black all day long, but being 1954, 55, secret organization or not, if you're a white woman and a Negro man is above you in status, I know that got to burn you up. So. It, it just made more sense. Yeah, it made more sense. I don't know who's responsible for that change. I'm assuming Misha, but I'm I'm for it. I think that was... Me too. A1. Um, okay, so I, who's... I'm going to ask this again towards the end, but like out of the three episodes we've gotten so far, who do you think is your favorite or who's like closest to their depiction in the book or... Yeah. Um, well, of course, you know, I've been, you know, Letty Lewis, Letty fucking Lewis yep. all day. Yep. That's my girl. Journey <laughs> uh, Smollett, she's, she's killing it. She yes. is, especially this episode, I, I feel like this was like the Letty episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, she brought it, like, you know, Definitely. her, the acting, the emotion, the range. Mm-hmm. Whew, it yeah. was a lot, because I was all over the place. Um, yeah. um, as far as true to the book. I really feel like I think she's true to the book as well. Yeah. Um, but I feel like uh, Atticus and Montrose—they're really true to the book mm-hmm. as far as their personal 
Yeah. Uh, and everything. Um, oh, yeah. But as far as, you know, who I, I, I'm rooting for, who my, you know, that's Letty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is the fan favorite. I, I love, when I read the book, I was in love with this character. So seeing how well Journey has, um, manifested that like when i when i when i read the book i had saw the previews and i was like man now i can't not see these actors in these roles but it fits i can i can never see another woman as lady but journey like i i i just can't do it i can't do it you know she's a period piece queen anyway you know she love her period <laughs> <laughs> shoot underground uh ease by you like yeah she ain't <laughs> Yes, God. Um, okay, okay. So diving right in, we um we show up at the funeral for George, which there's no casket. Not that I can recall seeing. Um, we I like that though. I'm not a religious person. I do like the way religion is handled in this show. Because um, I mean, you have the occult, you have the religious, you have the actual literal American history of the 50s, then you have this Lovecraftian um, monsters of it all, but then that's also tied to a real person with very toxic views on people who were not Anglo-Saxon whites. Um, I do. How about this? Do, how are you feeling about the Christianity of it all existing with this fantastical occult stuff in the show I love it like I <clears throat> I think it's something that we need especially as black folks so I you know I, I consider myself spiritual I guess mm-hmm. uh, I grew up in the church but I wouldn't say I'm you know super religious yeah. you know now but I definitely you know I was you know Sunday school you know all that stuff mm-hmm. and that was one of the main themes that I saw about the show it's like it's like church um, versus spirituality, versus ancestry, versus mm. supernatural. Mm. It's all of that. And it's like, and you, you know, traditionally, right, in the church, you, you're not mixing, you know, supernatural <laughs> and spirituality right. in the church. That's, that's no, no. Like, and I like that it's just not that. Because, like, the opening scene when she's in church, um, with, you know, watching the people in church have the Holy Ghost. And then the contrast to the end of the episode mm-hmm. where she got the, the Santeria or the Bruja, you know, yeah. of, you know, to come and actually help with uh, exercising the, the yeah. ghost. You know, if you are a church religious going person, you're not thinking of going to do that. You know, <laughs> At no, all. You know. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's demonic things, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, witchcraft of a religious person. So mm-hmm. I like that they're, you know, not saying like, there's all of it, you know, there's inter- right. intersectionality of it. Yeah, yeah, and I like I mean, that. You can use church, like, you can use all of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're going to have monsters and ghosts in it. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I think they're doing a really good job, especially with Letty. I know we, we've seen this, but we haven't seen it to the degree that I think we will, because I've seen it in, in previews. But her dealing with her own, like, religious convictions and then also learning that there are monsters and wizards in the world. That, just that one piece alone, not even the whole, everything we fucking deal with in the show, just to be religious and reading a Bible, a Quran, or whatever, and then 
walking into the woods and seeing that vampire moles with countless eyes exist and white people have literal white privilege like it's oh uh. and she said that she was like the world that i know is not you know i don't it's not here anymore like i thought the world was one way and it's not mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for someone who's religious and grew up religious right that could blow your mind that's, yeah that's a lot. It's a lot. Mhm. And she's a young woman. I think she, I want to. Her and Tick got to be the same. So about twenty four ish, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to make it that, I mean, oh god, I, I, I would lose my damn mind. Um, Shake up your, right. Everything you believe for your whole twenty something years of your life mm-hmm. is out the window. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, she died. Yeah. Let's let's get to. So you've been resurrected. So you 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 know that on the third day Jesus rose and, and all that. But now you in the in the first day in the first hour you didn't been resurrected after you didn't got shot. That's and then the survivor's remorse that you have to have to know that you survived, but George didn't. George was shot too. I, this woman is dealing with a lot. This a lot. I, so which kind? strength for the show. Yeah. You know? Exactly. For yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she has gone through so much within like a, what, this has been a month period or so? Yeah, about, and, yep. Yeah. So she, I, you know, she had to get, I think just that last scene, not to, you know, to jump. No, go ahead. Last scene, I think that was just everything. Like her just like, you know, get the fuck out of my house. Like, yes. You know, the same yes. time, just like it was just everything that she's been going through. Mm-hmm. She was just releasing Mm-hmm. I think it was all. That's what I could tell. From yeah. Scene. That's what. I- yeah, that's what I got. She journey. If she don't get an award for this show specifically, I'm going to be very upset. The performance she gave in this episode, she gave you joy and happy. She gave you upset, stressed. She gave you anxiety. She gave you uh, coping. I don't know if that's the but coping with shit that wasn't there before. She didn't get you fed up, and she fought tooth and nail against like her conviction for wanting the peace and sanctity. Okay, hold on, let me walk this back. She bought a house in a white neighborhood, knowing good and damn well, light skin or not, you are not a white woman. You will not be welcome. I have to fight racist, and I also have to fight poacher guy. No, one of y'all, we one of we not fighting one of y'all. One of y- one of y'all got to right. give, and I, I think this says a lot for her character. Because again, one, I loved her in the book, but seeing her actions played out on screen, I can't recall. Oh, let me not say that. I mentioned before, but she's very much not a quote unquote the girl character. This isn't a show where oh we only have three men. We might want to throw a woman in there. She has so much she's shit not, going on. Yeah. She's, she's not the traditional damsel in distress. Yes, no. Like she doesn't think, like, she wants to go to help save them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and has several times. I, when she took yeah, off running. No, go, my bad, go ahead. Yes, yes. Look, this woman, she, I, like, and I don't know, there's, there's only, 
I, I try to be as, um, I hate to say woke, but lack of a better term, woke as possible. Um, and, but I can see a clear and distinct difference between her and other women, white, black, green, or whatever, in other shows. And this, I think Misha Green and uh, um, Jordan Peele and the team, J.J. Abrams and them, they did a really good job with a book that I feel like was nearly perfect. I think Matt Ruff, there was only so much he was able to get across being a white man in his, what, maybe 50s. Though writing about historical things and things that happened, I think he did a really good job, but they took it over the edge, bringing it to life. Right. And Letty, mm, this motherfucker. So she buys a house, convinces her sister to come and move in. They want to work on their relationship. And that's another thing I enjoy seeing is Letty and Ruby. I feel like Ruby is not the fat girl. She's not the dark skinned girl. She's not the comic relief. She has very much has sex appeal. She has her own uh, thoughts and ideas. She's very like, I can see how they're both related. They are headstrong and whatnot, but there is a difference between them just visually that there's, it, there just is, but Ruby isn't played for the joke, the best friend, the, hold my coat while we at the bar type. Like, she is another fully fleshed out, fully actualized person. And that, I don't know. So the personalities, so right, I can get the headstrongness, you know, you can tell their sister. They mm-hmm. came from, you know, the same mother, all that. As far as their personalities go, so you can tell with, you know, Letty, she's pr- pretty much, you know, she's very much the free spirit. Yep. The artist, you know, I'm a, you know, do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, all, you know, the activist, you know, she, yeah. she's down. All you saw, saw that she's had, you know, plenty of records. She's down, a uh, rush records, and <clears throat> you know, she's, you know, trying to fight races and all that. Yeah. Whereas you see Ruby, Ruby's more trying to assimilate. Yeah. You know, she's more. She understands the world she's living in. You mm-hmm. know, she's more of. You know, I, I don't have the ability to be free-spirited like you. Yeah. I have bills. I got to find out where I'm going to live next. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get a job at Marshall Fields. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> she's more, she doesn't have that, um, you know, that free spirit, that, you know, the ability to be like that. Because I'm, from what I can tell, you know, she's the oldest. So she yeah. probably had to, you know, especially after, the, you know, their mom and everything, from what you could tell, you know, her mom was maybe around all the time. Yeah. So she might have, you know, helped raise Letty as well. Mm-hmm. But she definitely has that, you know, that mothering figure as well, that mothering personality. Yeah. Um, so, and, right, and I like that you said, like, she does, I don't get that she's there to be the fat black girl, the mm-hmm. fat black girl. I don't get that at all. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like that they gave her her own strong personality, her own, you know, kind of, what we'll see storyline and all that good stuff coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And same with Hippolyta, like, because they, they are so similar physically, like on paper anyways, Uh, these are, but then even Hippolyta, who's a woman of a certain age, um, you know, we age a bit differently. So she doesn't look like some of her peers probably do at, at the same age. But even with her, the first thing we get with her is pretty much, uh, PG, but a sex scene, a scene where she's a desired, like her and her husband, two brown skinned black people are of a certain age who are 
getting it on. They're talking about business, love, and it's not, oh, I'm glad I finally found somebody to love me. It ain't that what was me story. It's, 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 it's basically, you know, it's right. It's like, we got sex appeal too, goddammit. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm fine as fuck too. I may be older, I may be bigger, I may be, you know, darker, but mm-hmm. I'm fine as hell. Yeah. And it's, again, this is why I champion giving stories to creative teams where at least half, if not most, of the people reflect the community that's in these stories. It makes for a richer story. This. Mm, um, because in real life, these those are the type of women you know have a lot of in Ruby that most men are going for. Yeah, you know? yeah. The average, the average woman looks like that, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. and that's oh man, I, I love it. Even the um the extras in the background, like they look, it, it's you can just Table. yeah, you, they they yeah, look they real. Casting, casting did a very good job. Yeah, I'm very happy with all with everything this has been a very good series mm-hmm. i'm like it's so excited and only the third episode like yeah <laughs> this is good oh man I, uh one thing i do want to point out is which she wasn't in this episode well she was in a picture but atticus's mom when i read the book and this might just be on me and my own biases but i read her as very light-skinned because i with her story being the child of a slave for some reason, because of Titus and the grandmother having the baby, having a sex to have, or her, okay, hold up. Because of the them consummating and making this child, I pictured her being more looking like Letty. And then when we got her in episode two, I believe, I was very shocked. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I didn't, you know, put any kind of color to yeah. it at all. I just, and that's why I say it, it, it has to be on me because it's like I don't recall I don't recall them even mentioning a complexion. I was like, oh, yeah, well, she's light-skinned. Like, I, that's just where my head went. I was like, ooh, when I saw her, I said, okay, yeah, nigga, you still got some stuff to unpack because, you know, <laughs> uh, biracial people. I guess that's where that train of thought comes from, for sure, huh? especially right when you're coming from a descendant of a white man, you know, you yeah. know, slave, you know father or your great 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 grandfather or whatever mm-hmm. usually the lineage tends to be you know as far as color goes yeah lighter but yeah yeah, I, get, I see where that train of thought comes oh yeah i was still like oh shit boy you <laughs> you gotta relax no I, uh, so we get uh letty's house which is haunted and there are a few things that they threw that they do throughout the episode that um subtle things and very in your face macro level things one of which is the elevator being broken and, and working when it want to and damn near killing Letty and, and others. Um, having read the book and then reading, reading, watching this episode, did, did things unfold? Like, did you see yourself being like, oh, I saw that coming? I did and did. Like, so in the book, it's actually more tame. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I saw this the show, I was like, ooh, they went there. They, they went there with it. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, because it's a little bit more tame, the elevator, you know, scenarios and scenes. Yeah. So I was happy. I kind of like, you know, and I, they had to, though. Like, 
Like, you know, this is supposed to be a horror genre. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had to kind of put some of that, you know, horror, you know, scary, you know, type of stuff in there, and, you know, to make the episode, you know. Yeah. It is, you know. So, I, you know, I was kind of surprised to see that, that it was, that was, um, that it was a little bit more. Yeah. The book, actually. Yeah. I the book would have been the most. Right. Um, I loved it. Uh, a lot of people I've spoken to have not reacted like they like the show, but they're like, "Oh, it's too, it's too much." And for me, somebody who grew up definitely afraid of like Chucky and Jason and Freddy Krueger, like me, I'm watching this like it's Powerpuff Girls. I'm like, "Oh, this shit is good." What you talking about? And it's that's it's such just, a. Just like kind of preference, like I'm not a horror genre girl anyway. Yeah. Like I was, I was like a scaredy cat growing up. Mm-hmm. My cousins made me watch you know, Killer Clowns <laughs> when I was like five. And yeah. Like it was, I was done with horror movies, scary movies after that. So you're right. So I'm able to watch this and still be entertained. I'm not scared. I didn't have to have the lights on and that like that. Yeah. Like, it still, it still has that horror and you know sci-fi yeah. aspect toward uh, of it, but it's not. To me, it's not too much. I don't feel like I don't. Maybe they think it's too much because you know the white folks got killed, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look, but I was like that didn't quite bother me. So. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Same here. And listeners, use that hashtag Lovecraft Aftermath and let me know. Let us know. God damn it, is this too much? Is it too intense? Um, and it's a genuine question because I was definitely afraid of this type of stuff as a kid. But as a grown man, I'm watching this like, bring on the next episode. And I have a, um, a good friend of mine. We watched the first one together. And you know when those uh, vampire monster things bit off that man's arm? And then there was another point. Like, he was like, oh, this is not for me. Like, we were watching. And he was like, oh, no, you have to finish on your own. And I'm like, okay, but I, yeah. I thought I was going to be like that too, but I'm not. Like, I'm in it. Like, it's not... It's not too much. I yeah. don't feel like it's too much. Like, I, I think if you knew, like, I don't know, maybe it's because people didn't know going in. Like, if you didn't read the book or if you didn't do your research before yeah. watching the show and you didn't know that that's what it's supposed to be. Like, this is supposed to be a horror genre yeah. you know, in a horror genre series. So they have to put some of that in there. So yeah. I don't, maybe they didn't know that part. I, I guess know. I knew that going in. So <laughs> I was expecting that there's going to be some, you know, yeah. shit. So, I was expecting it. Man, maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm still trying to, like, figure that out because it's, it's a lot. Um, but I, li- I like seeing these black folks on screen. I like knowing that, well, prior to episode two, I liked knowing that everybody was going to survive. But now that they do whatever the fuck they want, I don't know who's going to survive. <laughs> Shit. Right. Um, yeah, that, that, that fucked me up. Um, shit. Uh, damn, what? Well, I'm hoping somehow he comes back. Oh, George. he I'm would hoping, want. Yeah. You know, if, again, spoilers. If you have it in the book, he's 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 there. Yeah, the so whole I'm book. Hoping, <laughs> so I'm hoping somehow they, you know, they bring him back. If not, you know, I get it because I feel like this is going to be uh, the storyline of him being passed. It's mm-hmm. going to be part of uh, Hippolyta's storyline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the show. So I feel like they might have to, you know, keep him. Um, deceased but if they bring him back somehow that that'll be oh what if the next oh when she goes to the hey you know, i was just saying that ida with ida yes yes when she, she goes to the other universe yes yes yes, I, okay, see, <laughs> yes we here 
I swear, I would have, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, no, for yeah, because I said this, this makes, and that's what I was, because I said, okay, if he, if they killed him off this early, and she's so stressed and upset about what happened to him, and then we got this other shit, how Atticus might be his kid, um, like you, they're changing up so much, but still staying so close to the source material that some kind of way that's that's. That's exactly where my mind went. I said, I know exactly where this nigga is. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, he found exactly where this nigga yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> he, I, look, my Uncle George, I know where he at, God damn it. Um, so, shit. Okay, so, speaking of, with Montrose and George and the show, they're blood, brother, blood brothers. They're, they're just brothers. Same mom, same dad. In the book, they're half brothers. Um, with the changes that they've made, they're dropping these hints that Atticus is probably George's son, which means Montrose ain't got no kids, which means Diana is his half sister. Yeah. Um, Montrose and Atticus relationship, like you said, in the book is the same as it is in the show. What do you, I guess, what are your thoughts on? With all the changes that they've made, that being the the same consistently throughout, but the details being so different, like him possibly being George's son versus Montrose's son, does that make it make more sense to you, or is it what, what you got for um, me? I think I think they had to do that for the show a little bit to add a little bit of drama, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you have show with the first three episodes based on how close and how similar Atticus and Uncle George are mm-hmm. it could make sense you know in, in the book as well like he had more of a connection yep. with Uncle because they both like to read mm-hmm. they both like books they, they both like you know the Dracula the, the sci-fi mm-hmm. the fantasy type of, uh, genre books where his dad has never liked any of that no like, he's always, <laughs> always made fun of him you know you know you know beat him all that stuff yeah so he definitely has more of a connection so it, it's possible that's mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. um so i don't know i don't know i i'm been waiting on that one too like if they're gonna actually you know make it that but then you know it could be the way that they say um george and um montrose grew up yeah you know that is kind of a product of their environment. Montrose mm-hmm. is, you know, they had a he had an abusive daddy. Yeah, know, that's kind of the way he mm-hmm. he was at. Well, you know, the way he grew up and how he and he doesn't know how to express his emotions and in turn, you know, kind of was hard on Atticus. Yeah, um, and all that good stuff. So I don't know. It maybe I think maybe he also could have been from the book perspective. You know, with his wife dying, mm-hmm. you know, Dora. Uh, you know, after her dying, you know, a lot of times. Spouses take that out on the kid. Yeah, yeah. So that possibility, you know, you never. I don't know, but that the, the way they they their their Montrose and Atticus relationships are on the show and in the book are very similar. Yeah. But I can definitely see in the show how they added the drama of him at possibly being George's by the way you know they mm-hmm. correlate personalities and how they act and mm-hmm. all that stuff, how close they were. Who and that's even more because now I'm thinking, well, if that's if that is the case. When did you and Hippolyta get together? Because either you cheated on this woman or you had this baby years. Because what Attica's got to be like fifteen years older than Diana. Like you, George. Yeah, I thought you was just a nerd, man. You, 
You, right, right. you get down, fam. Like, you know, Montrose has always had, like, it sounds like a drinking problem. Yeah. So, you know, it, it could, you know, mm-hmm. things get, you know, the mm-hmm. wife, you get fed up. Yeah. You know, like, the brother's there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. The one thing I'm, I'm kind of, um, I've been holding off on, but I'm, I'm interested to see if they're even going to include this. But you remember in the book, George had a sister. George had a, I'll just say full blood sister where Montrose was their half brother. I see no mention of her at all. So, they have not mentioned her in the show. You're right. They, so, but they don't really mention her a lot in the book either, though. I mean, they make mention of, like, she's not really uh, a main character. No, no, not like, at they, all. Mm-mm. Yeah, they mentioned, yeah, they have a sister, Ophelia, in the book. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that I think that's probably why they cut her out the show. Like, she's she's in the book. They mm-hmm. mention her several times, but she's not really a main character. Mm-hmm. So, but even with that in mind, I, uh, and it's so hard to get to this point because we don't know what they're doing with the show but you remember the flashback later in the book where Montrose is kind of discussing those riots and how I think that's where they mentioned her the most because they were like um uh I think he went out looking for you know what let me because I, I don't know how far yeah. they're gonna let me let me stop so, oh, okay. I'm a, because I feel like uh, I wonder if they're going to include, but no, we'll leave that alone. Um, okay. okay. So with um, Letty in this house, she has like kind of a housewarming party or she's and getting ready to. Now, while everyone is setting up and moving in, Atticus walks in, they have a bit of a conversation. And this is where they're, they established that it's been three weeks. Because I was very confused as to how much time has passed. From episode two, the funeral, and then this part of the show. Um, three weeks for this motherfucker and you not to have talked. And now you done bought a house in Whitesville. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, like of all places. Um, so Atticus decides to stay because you get the scene from, from the trailer with these three white boys out front with these... Uh, Bricks tied to the horns where the horns are just going off. And I, let me see, I don't get it, but I get the racism part of it. But the thing that confused me the whole episode is you're doing all this to fuck with this black people. There are, this is a white neighborhood. These white folks ain't annoyed by this horn. Thing. I was like, as much as you're trying to annoy and you know psychologically torture Letty, yeah, aren't you doing the same thing to your neighbors? Like I've been uh, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, yeah, I don't know. I said, is maybe racism is just that strong that you're like, I'm willing to endure this to know mm-hmm. we fucking with her, but fam, like just throw a brick in the windows. Like I do something. Like what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think. That's that's sound. You know what? I didn't think about it that way, but maybe the racism was just so strong that they were able to just mm-hmm. ignore everything that was going on. Man, I was like, that's crazy. Let's get somebody out of the house. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. But then on top of that, like we get the the spooky haunted shit right after. But my thing is, this an all white neighborhood. That house has been sitting by itself forever in the day. If we, well, maybe they don't know about. I don't think they knew. About, okay. Yeah, my because I was like maybe they didn't know it was haunted. They just knew wasn't nobody living there. Um, 
Because I'm thinking, how the fuck you stand in the neighborhood next to this house while all this shit going on? Um, this kind of reminded me of Murder House. Did you ever see that episode of American Horror Story? Yes, I'm trying to think back. This, um, it's the first one with... That was the first season, yeah, right? Yeah, with McDermott... Oh, I was rolling out the first. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, yep. Yeah, so it it, it kind of gets me. I'm wondering if. Oh, it does with the basement. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the medical experiment. Yeah, and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives me a lot of murder house, and I'm like, man, I wonder if. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it just it gave me a I lot of murder house. Say, I'm sorry. I heard somebody else say that. Um. They took a lot. I, I get Murder House. I wasn't even thinking about that, but I got a lot of uh, thirteen ghost vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy vibes. Yeah, yo, uh, for sure. They pulled from that. Um, one because one thing I did, I listened to uh, another podcast. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't catch like, whenever she so she buys the house mm-hmm. and she's showing it to. She's like, you know, it's it's thirteen rooms, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, you know, thirteen's an unlucky number. Yeah. 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 And so when you think about it until later, I was like, oh, you know, most buildings don't have a 13th floor, mm-hmm. you know, like they people said, and you try, you skip over room 13, you know, mm-hmm. you just go straight to 14. Mm-hmm. And so that was indication that uh, some shit's going to pop off in the yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. I, I think they did a damn good job, you know, this, because this makes me want to watch more horror stuff, but I think I really like this halfway off the strength of all these black people being in it and it being written well. Like, even if, God forbid, they all end up dead at the end, just knowing that we got a black creative team making this story very... Because I can watch... Like, I watched um, The Haunting of Hill House. I didn't watch it chronologically. I would watch an episode here and there. But I watched that, and that was fine. And that was a bunch of white folks. But... <laughs> You know, I'm sick and tired of just seeing that. Like, show me us. So that's probably why I'm really. Someone else has the protagonist, you know. The yes, winner. yes. God, man. Woo. Um, yeah, so Lady goes downstairs in a basement. This is where, okay, no, back it up. So she wake up in the morning, the horn's still going off. She laying in bed, and her covers are being pulled off of her. And it is a disembodied arm. That's pulling the covers. Then we cut to like the side of the bed. And then there's this woman peeking over the bed who looks like a zombie. Her mouth is like ripped off or something. Like it's just gore. And the thing that I think if I was scary, the thing that would get me is that this shit is happening in the daytime. This didn't happen the night. Like this is she waking up for the day. Right. Man. Right early and stuff popping off. Yes. God. Um, Non-traditional hours. Yes. And that's... And I think that speaks to... And if it don't, I'm sure it can be, to the racism of it all. Like, there is no... if In a white show or a white movie, I don't think you would see these ghosts in the daytime. It's at night they haunting. You went into the wrong house and not even got you. Maybe it'll turn into day, but you've already been through the bulk of the, the drama that night. For black folks, the racism is there's no time. Racism doesn't take a eight hour shift. So, just like that, these ghosts, bitch, you gonna get this haunting six a.m. or six p.m. Like it don't matter. So the ghosts are kind of a metaphor for racism as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I see it. Cause shit, 
Look. Yes. I'm I, I love this fucking show. I done watched this episode so many damn times. Man. Uh-huh. I said I watched this episode so many damn times, it don't make no sense. Um so Well I didn't I had something I wanted to bring up. I go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. That, I don't know. Are we gonna get, get to that. No, know, come on. You know, this, this shit. Come on, no, nah, fuck that. Let's knock it out. What's come on? Stop with me. <laughs> yes. We talk, we saw, you know, on Twitter, you know, we were live tweeting. Yes. And we saw the one of the um so we fast forward back to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw one of the, the culture references. Yes. Uh, the kids when they were downstairs. One first thing, first off. Ain't no black people fucking with no Ouija board. We At all established. At all. I don't understand. Like, I get why they put it in the show because yeah. of all the moms and everything else, but black folks normally are not fucking with Ouija boards. I don't know where they At all. Mm-mm. But anyway, so they play with the Ouija board or whatever, and um, the young boy to uh, D's left uh with the tie on like the little uh bolo tie mm-hmm. uh, his name is bolo, but bolo. he's supposed to symbolize emmett till yes Oof. come to find out bobo was emmett till's nickname yes that's why they call him bobo who yeah that fucked me he up asked, he's like i'm gonna have fun on this trip and the, the, the ghost said no so i was like oh shit yes that, that got me yes that got me. I, I don't know if you know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I didn't know if you noticed as well. When she first, the other, um, there's another person. There's a couple more. Sorry, in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, um, after he went, he said, Gil, it's your turn. Yeah. I believe he's supposed to be Gil Scott Heron. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He a um, callback to Ready on the Moon from mm-hmm. episode two. Oh, for sure. I, I was like, okay. Yeah. I see Misha. I went and looked at boy, and they're the right ages too. Cause I looked it up and I said Gil Scott Heron was born in forty one. Um, Emmett Till was born in forty. No, no, vice versa. Emmett Till was born in forty one. Gil Scott Heron was born in forty nine. So they're approximately seven to eight years apart, depending on what time of year. And that little boy who played Gil was the right complexion. Hair color was the same. They were just far apart. Of, in age enough, even though kids kind of some get bigger faster and whatnot, but they were the right age. And then Gil had a bit of a stutter. And I had looked up um, if Gil Scott Heron had a stutter as a kid. But the closest that I've come to, and listeners, if y'all know, let us know. Lovecraft aftermath hashtag. Um, he had a very nervous stutter when he was excited. So um, it said something to the effect of him like preparing to record some of his records. He would have a stutter until it was like until he got into the actual record itself, and I was like, "Okay, okay, y'all did that." Okay. So now I'm like, "Who was the little girl? Did they give her a name?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I said this little boy is what what had me kind of on alert is that I've I've studied enough writing and uh, movies and like the three act structure and stuff to know nothing. In a good show, in a good book, nothing is for nothing. You only leave in the stuff that matters. So the fact that 
that boy asked about his trip, if he's going to have a good time, and they said no, and that was no further explanation. That was a red flag to me. So it made so much sense that that was Emmett Till. Just like with Gil, they could have named that little boy anything else. They already, like you said, played Whitey on the moon. Um, like they, they, Nothing is coincidence. Nothing is by accident. All this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She, but, but the other person too, I think a lot of people miss, and I, I think somebody on Twitter pointed this one out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, James Baldwin. Oh yeah, the dog. So yeah. She, yeah, but the owner is James too. When she finally asked his name, he said it's James. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's talking to. He yeah. Goes, oh, you're a novelist too. Meaning that he's a novelist. Yes. So I was like, okay, that's James Ball. Yes. Like, okay. See. I was like, man, she's throwing in these little. Look. Like, I was like, okay. I'm, I love it. I'm here for it. Same. I I expect that maybe not high school, but for sure, some college professor once this season is over and done with, this is going to be part of a curriculum. Like I, it has to be. Has to. It's gonna be a class. It's gonna yeah. be on somebody's film studies class. Yeah, because <laughs> there's not like, oh, and this, and I mentioned this last episode. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna quit bringing it up. But this is why I champion representation so hard is because you you are able to get nuances and very um, intentional things. Again, I think Matt Ruff did an amazing job writing that book. But it's because he did such an amazing job that we're now able to get this show that if you i think this show would have still been good let's say if there was just a white creative team and they just casted some black folks i think it still would have been good because the book is good but i think it is great because the blackness that is behind this already good story um i would like to see something yes all of that um even jj abrams though he's a white man the he's horror like if you have him, but then you also have Jordan Peele and then Misha Green, who is, like you said, always proven with period pieces. She good at it. Like, then you got wardrobe, because you can't tell me that this party scene ain't the opening scene in Ease by You at um at, at the the damn house, the party that they yeah. like you can't tell me that. Like ah uh, and I looked up designer she's not she's a white woman but uh-huh. she's doing her thing Di- diana pink is her name okay up, you know if you go to her instagram she has all the costumes from the show yeah on her instagram uh her thought process and all that stuff okay like, and is it uh, pink so just how it's spelled or is it spelled Diana different? Is d-a-y-n-a and then pink is i think regular pink okay good good i'm gonna look diana, her up diana, diana pink good yeah this is yeah yeah then they look good like I don't know. I'm, I'm. Like she did her research. Like she did a really good job research. Like the outfits, the costumes, right? Everything fits. Yeah. Uh, perfectly for that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, as far, and as far as their class goes too, like the the class system that they're in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like they're not wealth. You know, they're not on the wealthy side yet. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and so time period. You know, uh, it's all it's. Everything is really good on this show. Like this, right? This is this is a master class on yep. how you do a show. Yeah, like, yeah. The show the fuck is. Show. Yes, it's it sure is. Like even cinematography, like following the camera as it goes through that house, following Letty with that picture of juice. Like it's. Yeah, that was a single camera uh, shot. Yes, 
Yes. Right. God. That's so hard to do. Single shot. Yeah. Single shot. I was like, what? Yeah. All the while, Ruby is singing. Whether she was lip syncing or not, she's singing. You like you, you have to. This right, is all the extras and you know all the other moving parts, mm-hmm. the party going on. Mm-hmm. Be able to focus on one person with one single shot and, and act that fucking ass off. Yes. And you act that yes. ass yes. off with it. Yes. Yes. God damn. I love it. I love it. Like, and I'm not even like I. I guess I call myself. You know. I didn't go to school for any of this. I just, you know, I just love, you know, shows and film and TV mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I just like, I research it on my own. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been really enjoyable to watch all this and, and, you know, see all the behind the scenes and like the little things Yeah. that people don't catch that normally wouldn't catch. And you go back and watch it and you catch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm obsessed with this show. No, same, same. And I, I think that's just a testament to how good it is. Cause it's one thing for you to get on Twitter and then everybody we decide we're going to watch, I don't know, um, Beachella because we know it's going to be good. We know what Beyonce is going to give. Or we decide, um, you know, we all going to watch Sister, Sister, the first two, three episodes. But this is something that is new. This ain't, we don't have proof that, I mean, we do because we read the book, but this could have went any number of ways. This is a good fucking right. show. Um, I do want to take the time here to mention... I've also um, looked at a few reviews, and it's just to, I mean, shit, just trying to see what other people are saying. And I tried to make sure I only focused on black people's reviews, and then I said, you know what, let me open it up. Because one thing, I don't, it's art, so I feel like anybody should be able to critique it, but I'm very conscious about how much I'm receiving from other types of people. Uh, There's one guy who I think is from, New Orleans, the black man, I think his name is Chance something shit. I think he normally does like shoes and sports. It's on YouTube. He was really interesting. There was this white guy who I feel like his critiques were things that he just did not understand because it's not his because nothing was like, oh, it wasn't scary enough. Like if it was the I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say it as if he was like his opinion doesn't matter. But I felt like the things that he took issue with were like even with the Emmett Till thing. I, I want to say he said something to effect of, "Well, you know that that didn't go anywhere. We had to find out. Um, I had to go do some digging and realize that that was supposed to be Emmett Till. And it was like, but that's the point of exactly. it. Exactly. Like that's the point of it. It's. We are inundated with so much white media from the time we are born that we, my sense of humor was shaped over Martin and Living Single, but also Mad About You, Murphy Brown, Seinfeld, Friends, because it's so much whiteness. So now you're watching and consuming a show where you are not in the forefront. Nobody's holding your hand and walking you through to say, now this is Emmett Till, so make sure to look him, like you have to do the research, which is what a lot of times we've had to do. There have been jokes and friends. Where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and I have to look that up because that's not in my DNA, so to speak. So, and I like, I agree. I agree to you to what you're saying. Like, that's the point. And I feel like that's one of the reasons she's slipping in mm-hmm. a lot of these cult references. Mm-hmm. Is like. People are like, oh, you know, wait, you know, like we we get it, or yeah. you know, people who are historians who may have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, their uh, specialty is Black history or whatever. Yeah. You know, they get it, they're seeing it, 
Um, but even as a, a black person, a black woman, I'm still going in to research some of this stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, another one of the references she uh, made was to the the Trumbull Park. Whenever she said, yeah. just like Trumbull. yeah, that's actually that's actually real uh, scenarios, mm. real life event that happened in Chicago. The yeah, Trumbull Park riots, which was the, the a black family moved into a white neighborhood, and no matter how much how much they reached out to the police, the police did nothing about them white folks fucking with their family, and here we go again. So the whole rock, shit, and, right? Like all that, the contract buying. <laughs> Yes. That's a real thing. Yes. That was that was predatory lending. That yes. was a real thing back in the day. Like yeah. black yeah. people could not buy a house. We had to buy it at a you know a huge down payment with mm-hmm. you know these astronomical interest rates, mm-hmm. and we didn't even effectively own the house until that last payment was made. And that was one of the lines that Letty says in the show. I'm, uh, when the late girl was like, you know, you put a dance studio on here, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh. To the house because they couldn't—they couldn't even do anything to the house until yeah. they made that last payment. Which was so right. And the interest rates were so high, and the down payment were so high. Then most black families defaulted. Yeah, you know, they couldn't—they they couldn't keep up that the mortgage payments. So most of the time, they didn't, weren't able to keep their houses anyway. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. She's putting in all these little cultural things right that you need to that you know like. For me, normally my curious mind when I hear something I like that when I'm watching something I'm gonna go research anyway. Yeah. And I think. She's doing it is to say, don't just be lazy with your watching. You know, this mm-hmm. is a good show; it's for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna teach you something too. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna try to teach you something. I'm trying to make you go out there, and you know, this is stuff that has not been taught to people regularly. Like you said, mm-hmm. this is not. You know, we haven't grown up learning a lot, a lot of this. Stuff. Right. So let's put it out. It's finally time to put that stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of them, yeah, you get people who you go off to college or you graduate high school and get a certain group of friends or you get around a certain person that kind of opens you up to this because we don't, this is stuff that's taught in school. It's not. Mm-hmm. So, woo! Yeah, so I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I t- maybe he just, he's missing, he's missing the point. Yeah. What? And, yeah, no, he's very much missing a point, and it, it pissed me off because, again, because for me, being so immersed in comic book and um, nerd spaces, th- something that a lot of people don't take seriously is like, oh, you just like that Spider Man stuff, and it's that, and I'm fine with those critiques because whatever, it's not for everybody, but even in these spaces. People oftentimes, and when I say people, mainly white folks, get upset at diversity and inclusion. Um, and I, and this is off topic, but that New Mutants movie. The New Mutants movie came out and uh, three of the main cast members have been whitewashed. And people are like, oh, well, it's just comic books and it's just this and that. It's for kids. But that's exactly the point. If you have a rich Brazilian man who is... Uh, white as snow, but should be darker than me. You got a uh, native First Nations girl who should be at least a little more brown, and she looks like a white passing woman. And then you have a Afro Puerto Rican woman who should have dreads or should have braids, and she looks like I don't know, fucking Catherine Zeta Jones. That's an issue because now kids, when they watch this shit, they're not seeing themselves. Also, the director, his critique was. Oh, well, I know there's racism in Brazil. I just didn't want to focus on that. Well, this Brazilian character was introduced being racially profiled and attacked for his race. I say all that to say it's very important 
with representation to get it right because you are producing something that is going to be have a far reach past the time that you're dead. Think of Lovecraft, the bullshit that he spewed. We're still reading that to this day. And yes, we can kind of put it in this pocket of American history in the 20s. This is what white people was like. And he's just that type of person. This very show is... Half of the horrors are not just the racism, but the fantastical shit that this man created that people love. But this man is a homophobe. He uh, is a white supremacist and don't give a fuck about nobody who is not white. Like that's so when you get to get to a project like this where Misha and the team have put the time and effort in making sure that you can watch it on the surface and be excited. You can watch it as a horror and be excited, but you can also take the time to dive into these things that don't make sense to you or that you might need a little bit more context with. So for me, having a white person review this and then your takeaway is, Oh, well, why didn't they just tell me this was Emmett or why didn't they just do X, Y, and Z? It's like, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was there because I could read. I, I, <laughs> I read, I think I read like a, a headline of an article that said, you know, that the history is more horrible than the fiction. Yeah. The show. Yeah. And that really, that's the truth. Like you got the horror of the monsters and the, you know, the, the aliens and the, the mm-hmm, ghosts, mm-hmm. but then you have the horror of racism. Yeah. And the horror of the racism and all the stuff that they had to deal with, the sexism, racism, all of it is almost as worse of mm-hmm. what they went through, what the medical, the, um, the medical experiment. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yes. That was a real thing. That was another cultural reference she put in there. Yes. Um, three of the ancestors, or three of the, the bodies, mm-hmm. the ghosts, three of the, three of the names are actually real life names of women that were experimented on yep. um, by the, uh, the gynecological doctor. Uh, what's his name? Um, Someone with an H. His name J. Marion Sims. James Sims. Yeah. He was the um, yeah founder. They call him the founder of modern gynecology. Okay. And part, and part of why he is a founder of modern gynecology is because he experimented on enslaved black women. Yeah. Yeah, without anesthesia, without yeah. pain medicine. And um, so the three of the names were it was uh, the Anarcha, Lucy, and Betsy. They're actually three of the names of the women uh, that he actually worked on in real life. Right. And they created those names in the show. See. But like and that's the thing, like these things are we need to, to research. We need to look up. This is part of mm-hmm. you know everybody's history. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and like that's what makes it a double-edged horror show. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a horror on both sides. And it, it, and the racism I would say is even worse because as we've seen, every fantastical like science fiction element, these people have been able to overcome. Like they didn't get tore down by the vampire monsters. Um, they survived. I mean, I was. Well, no, they did survive. They survived being at the Brave Wife Mansion. Though Uncle George died, he died from a bullet. He didn't die from a monster. And then even in this episode, Letty was able to summon these ghosts to help her banish this white supremacist ghost. So the mystical shit is nothing. That They're able to overcome that, but only to walk outside and still have to deal with racism. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um... Shit. I love it though. Look, look. Oh shit. Um 
Yeah, so that's what I something I want to, and I want to get your take on it. Um, going back to the party, we have um, shit Atticus showing up in his uniform, and he's watching Lady. She's dancing, she's getting it on, she's grinding on this nigga. Shit, pretty much this is the opening scene to East Bayou. Like I said, um, we get <laughs> we get um, homeboy from the bar. He pop up, he like, hey, man, you know, me and Lady used to be cool back in school. I'm like, nigga, we damn near 30. So what? So he's talking about, you know, you got to, is you with her? I heard you stay here rent free, which to me, I said, mind your black ass business. It ain't your business if I'm paying or not. Um, So she's she, pretty much, I don't know if she's intentionally making him jealous, but Atticus is getting jealous watching her dance with this guy. Uh, we cut away and she goes into the bathroom, washes her face down. There's a ghost in the mirror, which ain't really even that important because when Letty looks up and we think that she sees this ghost, she actually, that good camera work, by the way, the way they shot it, she sees Atticus in the doorway. He runs in, they kiss, they have sex. It was another time. I, I was waiting for some consent, but it was another time. They have sex. It goes pretty quick. She her period comes on, but later we find out that ain't what it was. Right. Well, how did this thing read to you? How? No, I'm saying like so when all this happened, like I I know I'm watching it and I'm 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 having certain thoughts. Like how did this? Like, did this go where you thought it was going to go? And then even then, like, was this... Because this wasn't in the book. This was not in the book. Right. It was not. That was... So, I, there was, there's been sexual tension since since episode one. Yeah. There's been sexual tension. I, I felt that. I've seen it, the sexual tension. You can definitely tell, you know, she she, she wants... uh You know, she likes Atticus or yep. whatever. Atticus is... we We don't know. Like I was, I was, I didn't know for sure because you know the the scene um, a little bit before that when they were in the basement when he was coming to help her mm-hmm. for the ghost, mm-hmm. you know she tried to hold his hand and he pulled away. And we're, I'm still figuring out where's Jen. Jen, what's her name? Jen, Jen, Jenwa. The, the, I think the that's man. yeah, that because I'm thinking she that got to be his lover or ex because right. Like I'm like so I'm, I'm thinking so maybe he's still hung up like maybe he got a girl back in Korea or mm-hmm. you know back in Florida or whatever, um, but I knew you know you could definitely tell that you know uh, Letitia was uh, Letty was you know feeling Atticus yeah so I was I didn't think it was gonna go there actually I really didn't because uh, you know because of how he pulled away from her you know yeah. before and he really you could tell she's been putting on you could tell that she's been like trying to throw them throw yep. the signs you mm. know. That, you know, mm. hey, you know, I'm feeling you, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he just ain't been picking up on the signals or whatever he got mm. going on in his head. Yeah. You know, he just ain't been seeing it until that moment where mm. he saw her dancing and, you know, oh, you know, fuck boy put all that stuff in his yeah. head. You know, tomorrow we, we used to tussle or whatever. Yeah. And then so I, I don't know if that, and so that, that kind of made it weird to me because I feel like, oh, well, now you just want her because somebody else you finally see that mm-hmm. she's attractive or uh desired by other men mm-hmm. and does that is that the reason why you all of a sudden want her or mm-hmm. was it always been there and you're just finally just like fuck it you know yeah. out of my head finally yeah whatever been holding me back 
um, you know, she's a good girl, whatever. I like her. Let me just do this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he knew it was her oh, yeah. first time. <laughs> no, he, I don't think. I think nah. So that I think that's what made it a little less raping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. You know, because it, it came off a little, you know. But I think because he didn't know, uh, I think that's you know he genuinely was just like. You know, she looks good tonight. Yeah. Design her, whatever. He the passion. And, she, yeah. you know, and like she, she said later too, like she she wanted it as well. You mm-hmm. know, like she could have easily said no. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have easily pushed him off or whatever. So yeah, know, it wasn't ver- there wasn't verbal consent. You know, but yeah, you know, it was it was. I feel like it was still consensual. Yeah. Know? No. 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 I agree. I think they. I think they handled that really well too. Um, again, because thinking of the times women didn't have the level of respect that they do now. Then even now that's, you know, WAP just came out. So that's questionable because you fucking see the reactions to that. But that being said, I think that, like you said, had she been like, okay, this ain't what I want. He would have backed off immediately. That's, that's the sense I get. Um, but something that I've been, been sitting on my head since like the second time I watched it is, Assuming that he is with, um, oh God, I'm forgetting her name, the Asian chick. I'm going to just say Jen. I'm sorry, y'all, if it's incorrect, please correct us, but I'm going to say Jen. So if he's with Jen and he had this encounter with Letty, because he's adamant about he's ready to leave, like he got to get back to something. I'm thinking, because we're veering off so far from the book, I think Letty is going to be pregnant. And so she's going to have the last or the most recent heir to Titus's birthright. Because that, like the the blood. Because the other thing is, you know that in horror movies, the virgin always lives. Well, she's no longer a virgin. Right. But at the same time, this is her second body, so to speak. Because she died a virgin in the second episode and was resurrected. So... I don't know what that means, but something right. there's they something there. Went off the rules then because if they killed her before and she's a virgin, they technically went off the you know the horse. Yeah. Mm hmm. So that's I'm like I don't they're doing something, but to me it feels like to further complicate things. I think showing that blood like actually because you could have easily just been like oh it, you know it was my first time, but to show that blood and for us to think okay maybe you know our period came on and then for it to be then. Um, mentioned no, I was a virgin. I I really feel like he's gonna go back and be with whoever, and then it's gonna come out that she is pregnant by him. And so, because we've gone so far off script, where George is dead now, where Atticus has been the sole focus, they are either gonna hold off on that, or by the end of the season, the cliffhanger is oh she's has birthed the newborn or something like something. She pregnant. I think she pregnant. Yeah, she pregnant. Yeah, she pregnant. <laughs> so I feel in my bones. New, the new prodigal heir. <laughs> yeah. Would say. Yeah. So. Nah, see, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't think that. I think because it, it was it was just like to show to physically show the blood was yeah. it was a lot and nothing is by accident. Nothing is coincidence. Nothing is just oh well. Let's just have Letty have short hair like 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 there's everything is intentional. That blood. Nah, fam. We just don't know what it was intentional for yet. 
Yeah, she pregnant. No. Uh, so, um, right after this is where we get the one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and was this Shirley Caesar at this time? Let me see. Where she, uh, uh, Letty went outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is Brenda Clark called. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is Shirley Caesar. Good Lord. So she went outside fucking them goddamn cars up. She busting windows. She used that bat. And I loved, oh my God, watching her. Be, okay, so she opens the window. Um, I'm sorry. Ruby opens the blinds. Hippolyta says, where are the kids? Somebody go get the kids. Ruby sees the burning cross on the on the yard. Letty is kind of in the background. She stands up, has this dazed look in her face, and she storms outside. She grabs a bat. And four men, Atticus included, walks out behind her. I'm thinking they off to tear this shit up. These niggas get guns, and I'm thinking they finna shoot this up, but they're literally, like, protecting her or watching out for her while she's fucking these cars up. Mm-hmm. Ruby pulls up, and I'm like, where the fuck she go? Look, I'm getting mad, and she was... <laughs> I didn't realize they were putting the guns in the trunk so that they wouldn't be on the premises, and then a chick comes from behind uh, Letty and puts a jacket on her. It, so... Mm-hmm. It was so, I'm like, look at these black men pretty much taking care of this. Like, they, oh my God. And it was, the focus is her. Like, I don't want it to be, not be known. Focus is her. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Give me something. Well, I feel like that goes back to what you're saying about the reason why they cast her and her character development and her personality. She's not the damsel in distress. At all. She so she saw you know she's been dealing with this racism she's been dealing with these fucking ghosts she's been dealing with her sister she's been dealing with all this shit she she died she came back to life <laughs> she you know she's been dealing with all this shit she was like man y'all not finna fuck up my party you know, yeah I've gone through too much like it, it's enough and the fact that you know Atticus and the other men were just like you know we don't need to go save her she got this uh, so. we need to protect we just need to protect her yeah we just need to make sure. Don't nobody come fuck with her. Let her do her thing. She got this. We don't need to save her. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then I love how Ruby, because Ruby sold me. That would be me. I'd be like, oh, I got the car. Come on. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like, that's, that was my move right there. That, me, that's Ruby. Like, I, yeah. she got she had the wherewithal to just go get the car. Yeah. Like, put the guns in the back. I'm going to get the guns out the premises. Mm-hmm. It's like the women took care of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we didn't need the men. The men were just there mm-hmm. to protect us and to, you know. Yeah. In the background. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. And the, the men took, didn't even take the fall. She took the fall. Yeah. You know, traditionally, in a you know traditional show or in in a you know real life, mm-hmm. they would arrest men, the black men. Mm-hmm. But she, the fact that she even was the one who took the fall and got arrested showed that you know the strength to her. Yes. Her and that's, what I love. that's a, a, piggybacking off of that. I think I want to focus on. Her strength, because uh, far too many times, black people, but specifically black women, have to be so strong. Or, or, or I feel like with her character, they've done a really good job at making her well-rounded. It's not just, oh, that black woman's so strong, her man beat her, she got four kids, and they, you know, she's scraping and surviving. It's not that cookie-cutter-ass stereotype of a story. Her being strong is just, that's the part of who the fuck she is. But there's more than just this this idea of strength being ascribed to her just because she's a black woman. It feels like, to me, she's clearly 
can give you that soft feminine if that's what you want. She's strong enough to take care of herself. This motherfucker fighting ghosts, going toe-to-toe with her own family, head strong enough to have her own ideas. This motherfucker don't even got her mama's last name when her two other siblings do, which leads me to believe as a kid she had that name, but she was like, fuck it, that's not what I want anymore. I'm Letty Lewis. So... Yes, Letty fucking Lewis. <laughs> that's what it, and I like that, you know, like I said, Journey is, is really playing this character really well because in the book, she's even more tough. Yeah. You know, in, in the book, she's trying to get in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, on the show, she just kind of matter-of-factly kind of happens to be involved with mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. matter-of-factly, you know, somehow stuff happens and she's, you know, she's in the yeah. middle of it. In the book, she's inserting herself yes. into the drama on Yes. And she's like, y'all ain't finna go without me. That, I'm here. I'm mm. as strong as y'all are. Yes. You know, y'all need me. You know. Yeah. And I like and I like that. That's how she is in the book. I mm-hmm. love that part, in, or how she is in the book, the character in the book. Oh, for sure. She's just, yes. With, she's inserting herself into the trouble and saying it. Bam. Don't need me. When I tell you, I was disappointed when they left Marvin's house and she just got in the car. I was very because I wanted her to pop out that trunk. And shoot them like I wanted that. I wanted that. Yeah, I know. I like that in the book. I yes. Like, yes. Like she just like they like you in it all time. Man, <laughs> that's what I wanted. But I mean, I I still like what they did. But I was ready for her to get out and start whooping ass. Like shit. Yeah. So another thing I like about Letty is that if we go back to episode one and all the shit they went through, and then we go to episode two where uh, the white folks put this. Um, spell over her and Uncle George where they forgot everything once Atticus demands that they get their memories back her reaction in episode 2 to getting that knowledge again for the first time versus her living in a literal haunted house those are two very different reactions Mm -hmm. she screamed hollered nervous crying in episode 2 but now it's like as stressed as I am this is now a part of life Mm-hmm. Right. it's like the the bro like she well, it's kind of like what like you said like what she said in the in the in the little pub with Atticus you know everything that I normally knew about life is wrong mm-hmm. and it's instead of her being you know pitying it and, and being down about it or mm-hmm. just, you know going crazy about it she's like this is this is my new normal now yeah I gotta I gotta you know deal with it like I can't just sit back and you know act like ain't nothing happening ain't nothing going on I don't know all this mm-hmm. stuff yeah. Ooh, I gotta deal with yeah. And and she said that right after this motherfucker's like she gave all the information to him and he's like, Yeah, I think you should move. She's like, No, nigga, I'm not moving. This my fucking I spent this is my house. Like, no, they can move. Like Exactly. Right. The ghost can go. I'm not going nowhere. Night of the housewarming. That was my first time. Your first time what? Letty. Letty, I'm sorry if I. No, I don't regret it. 
needed to feel something. We haven't even talked about all the crazy shit that happened in Artem. Monsters. The spells of Uncle George's death. And I died too. And honestly, since I've been back, I felt like a ghost. Like something's missing. And I keep grasping at everything, trying to avoid it. Pioneering, the church, my sister. You? Hell, I thought the world was one way, and I found out it isn't. And it terrifies me. But I can't live in fear. I won't. I gotta face this new world head on. So tell me your thoughts on her and her sister specifically the scene and this another reason why i love this character because even though she gave us all this great letty is so good we get letty is also just conniving and she's quote unquote bad too where she's hiding this inheritance that her mother gave her from her siblings so that scene where ruby it looked like it took everything in that girl's power not to whoop her ass. Right. <laughs> she said, "If you have the sister that you' trying to okay, okay." So, what? What's? Give me some 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 thoughts on them as siblings and specifically this this scene. Oh God! I get it. I get it. I think I tweeted about it. I'm, I'm letting the family. I'm the black sheep. <laughs> I get it. Like, I mean. Uh, I like that they the freedom, you know, the ability to be, you know, free spirited like uh Letty. She had to, you know, take care of the mom, you know, so she's so she's resentful of that part. Yeah. You know, she's resentful, you know, cuz she, you know, like she, they keep saying Letty didn't even come back for the for the funeral. So she, you know, she's upset about that as well. Um I think she's, you know, I think she just kind of I think deep, deep down probably that Ruby wishes that she could be, and we yep. will probably see this. If, if, if it's oh, for like sure. Are we gone? You already know. We Ruby kind of wishes that she could be as free and as spirited as uh as Letty, and have you know some of the go through, you know, and be able to do some of the things Letty does. Yeah, she just has that. I have to take care of business mentality mm -hmm. right now. I can't, you know, I can't do all this, do all that. So there's, I think there's a resentment there as well. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of of her, you know, being the big sister as well as part of, you know. You just need to grow up. Yeah. No, I, I've been taking I agree. Care of you. Like, you know, you're a woman now. You know, yeah, I've been taking care of you as a sister. I love you, even though, you know, our relationship's strained. Mm -hmm. But you got to kind of grow up a little bit now. Yeah. Know? And you. Like, our dad's gone. It's just us. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it's just us and that you would betray your your sister and yeah. brother just us left that yeah. hurt, you know that hurt her yeah and I, I see why like she said you ain't even think about giving us half that money like that she didn't even say a third like splitting third she said you ain't even give us half that money like right. if I'm mama mm -mm. lady yeah. I, I was 
I was, I was, I what? I'm, I'm still Team Letty, but I was like, oh, I can't. But you just think that, that that conversation resonated with Letty at the end of the episode. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. You know, whenever, so you saw that, you know, you can kind of see there that growth. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that, you know, I, I, I get what she's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I fucked up bad, and I say even if yeah. it never came out, you really fucked up. Because you, of course, want you and Ruby to have a good relationship, but Marvin wasn't even considered. You ain't even, like, well, we gonna make sure this room in the basement he is or something. Like, you ain't even consider this man. So, uh, which, that's one thing I'm mad at the show for not having him be handicapped like he is in the book. I'm really mad about that. Because we didn't get, I don't think we'll probably get him again in this season. He only showed up in that one piece of a chapter you could have hired a motherfucker who had this because what did he have? Not oh, fuck. I don't even want to get it wrong, but he had a visual I impairment. I want to say he had or something. He had what? I th- he whatever it was visual. Like it was someone's arm, wasn't it? I don't see. I make see. I don't even make. I'm. I'm oh yeah. Okay, but I know it was visual. Be- Disability, but I can't remember which yeah. one exactly. It was it was visual. And I'll go back and I'll, I'll look it up. But I know when I saw that tall, big, able-bodied black man, I was like, man, y'all y'all done bad. Y'all done real bad. But I, don't, I think I'm, they probably just did that because they knew, like, for the series purpose, uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't gonna be in there. Yeah, yeah, alone. more than likely. But they better quit fucking playing. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, they didn't want to spend time, money, or whatever to, you know, develop that character. Yeah, because I doubt he's going to show up again. Mm. Yeah, I get it. So, I'm going to say one thing about Letty. This motherfucker nail is going to be done no matter what the fuck she's going through because these red nails were polished. Man, say, I said, God damn, are you not running from ghosts or what? Shit. you. Damn! <laughs> yes, motherfucking on the road like she. That's road runner. That's what the fuck she was. Um, man, say she. Um, okay, okay, okay. So this is where my idea that she's pregnant is really kind of was birthed through here. So when her Atticus leaves the bar, she gets that Caribbean lady with the goat to go in to kind of bless the house and perform the ritual. So we know Atticus has the um, Titus, Braithwaite, white magic, wizard shit in his system. So we know he is some kind of way birthrighted to this magic shit. I'm assuming him and Christina are like distant cousins because they're in the same realm. With Letty... Having, if assuming she's pregnant, I'm going off of she her being pregnant. She has some mystical shit going on from him, but her mother, I personally feel like they keep bringing up how she was a bad mother. You know, she was drunk and was um, swindling people and this and that. But her mother, she says she's nothing if not thorough because the Caribbean woman is a woman who her mom knew. I think her mom actually was magic well for lack of a better term i think her mom actually was magical and in tune with death and spirits and stuff 
mainly because Letty, the way she handled this situation, though she, mm, I feel like I'm confusing it, though she handled this situation well, the lady that handled this well is very different from the lady from episode one. So I feel like the kids, uh, Ruby and Letty, see their mom as being a hustler, being a drunk or whatever, when in all actuality, you're a child looking at your parent. Your, the shit your parent go through is very different. I think the mom actually was good at this spiritual shit. And they may have saw it as a as her hustling because she made money from it, but I don't think that's the case. So that baby is going to have magical shit from his daddy and mystical magical shit from his mama. Hmm. Okay. So that that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> from her from her getting the uh the the Orisha or what you know Bruja. I don't even think it's from no, I think I I think that her I think that the Orisha lady is real. Of course she you know, we saw what she could do, but I don't think you can sit around and play with that stuff. So her mom she said, Oh, she's nothing if she's not thorough. Like, yeah, she hustled people but she was thorough. If she was working closely with with the the Caribbean woman, I don't I don't see that woman as somebody who's gonna let you play in her face to try to make money. So I feel like even if it ain't um uh within that bloodline of um of of Letty's family, her mom dabbling in that shit and whatever. I think it's re- I think she she gets it because her I don't know I I, I think that shit. Yeah, like they've seen it growing up, but they just didn't think because her mama was always taking money from folks, or yeah. whatever. And you know, especially like from the way they read it in the book, yeah. Like it was, you know, like she was, she was let, you know, she would make fun of her customers, and you know, she would just say that they were gullible and naive mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she probably, yeah, I could see her saying her mama probably was there saying all that, but actually, like you said, was actually real. And yeah, she do all that stuff. Maybe she just didn't do it as much as she, you know, yeah. should have. Mm-hmm. And, and Christina even said at the end of the episode, something to the effect of, you even the people who have the Book of Adam are lucky if they can master one spell. Which to me, read as, that's like magic across the board. So whereas the Arisha is probably great at what she's doing. I'm going to say that woman is what, maybe like mid-late 40s, maybe? She probably didn't work her life doing that shit, whereas Letty Mama wouldn't have started doing that shit till I don't know, maybe right when Letty was born or something. Like I, just, I feel like the same rules apply. Like it's mystical, magical shit. So I don't know. part of that, the Lovecraft country. <laughs> <laughs> you probably I want to see if your if your prediction is right, Look, or if your theory is right. I'm, I, I'm excited I, to see. I think so, because honestly, and this is another prediction, <laughs> I think Letty's going to be the one to bring Uncle George back to life. Because she is so in tune with this this um, spiritual necromancy type stuff, either somebody's going to get the, the book of names or the whatever they mentioned in the second episode, or Letty's going to do it. Because she, she casted this nigga out. She called the names of each one of the eight victims... She said, y'all niggas ain't dead yet. Cast this nigga out. She actually completed the chant. Right. She yeah. actually completed the ritual. Yeah, right. Without the blood on her face. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. She actually completed the ritual. Right. Yeah. She didn't have any of the 
Right. So she might have some kind of inheriting, you know. Yeah. Magic yeah. Or whatever. From yeah. Her mama. Okay. I, I look. Look, like, I don't. Okay. Look. <laughs> so. Yeah, I hope the freak so because I, I like when she man, that's why I say people who see this and it's like the gore and the, the, the violence and stuff, it's a lot. I get it, but for me, it's like because the relationship with Ghost was so different in the book and because she went through a whole lot more over a longer period of time, this was very satisfying. And watching those black people kind of re-manifest, I guess, from all of their torture and wounds and shit, I damn near cried. Like, seeing that man's head come back together, that woman's mouth, like, refixes, you know, whatever. I was... That was an emotional scene for me. Restorative justice is what I said. Yeah, there we go. I, they were restored. It, like, they got their justice finally. They, yes. They, you know... Yes. They were restored back to whole. My question is, do you think that, so after the ritual and everything, mm-hmm. do you think that they are were actually restored and crossed over, like they're gone, or do you still think they're in the house? I think I think they're in the house still, um, And but if I was a betting man, I'd say that they chose, to, either they were never going to be able to move on, or they chose to stay there and protect her because she gave them that vindication. Because, okay. yeah, and, and that's why I say I think she has some mystical shit from her mom because her relationship with them being dead, then we see the end when the elevator actually goes to the very bottom. I, I feel like, um, have you seen Umbrella Academy? Mm-hmm, that's my shit. I feel like she's very much a Klaus in a more well-written okay. way where she has some connection to specifically deceased people. Um, that's why I think her, she going to be the catalyst for George coming back. But, um, but no, I think they stayed probably by choice or maybe they're tied to her now, but I think they stayed intentionally. Like they chose that's to start. Yeah. Cause that's the part that I still, uh, that's the only part I was confused on. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, cause you know, they kind of disappeared after the ritual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, so we go to the next scene after all that. And, um, you know, she's showing the house to the, uh, to the journalist, right, and then right, the elevator goes all the way to the bottom, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's doing like, on its own or by a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know if that was like a leftover ghost, or you know, the ghost mm-hmm. that she restored, mm-hmm. or it's part of the, you know, um, the the cult, the Adam cult, the uh, Adamites or whatever. Because you know, you saw the, yeah. the language of Adam yeah. on the the inside of the. Uh, you know, the shaft of the elevator, mm-hmm. I like, so maybe it's part of that magic. So I didn't know if it was part of that magic or was it part of the ghost still being there? See, it, it, that's, that, that part has me kind of confused too, only because it felt like the end of a movie where maybe it wasn't a ghost at all, it's just a movie showing you what happened. But at the same time, those three bodies of those white boys who were killed in the house were moved to that location. So when Letty told the journalist, she was like, well, off the record, do you uh, know about the the three people that went missing, three white boys, whatever? And Letty was like, oh, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. So that leads me to think that either those ghosts are taking care of her and they move those bodies on their own or 
maybe I see. I don't get that she moved. I I don't think Letty I, did I that. Don't think she either. I don't think she did either. Right? Cause so she doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think and some. My other, go ahead. my other thought was, if they are gonna go back to you know being uh, back to the book, mm-hmm. if the original owner, you know, yeah, is actually still in the house. See, I don't that. Oh, that, and that's that's something I didn't consider. But I was thinking about, um, uh, spoiler alert, everybody, his son. Like, that later on that we're going to get. You know, are we even going to get that? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Which, because even, oh, my God, now I want to, because even with the house stuff, that ties into Hippolyta with Homegirl and the, you know what I'm trying to say. So it's like. Yeah. So I want. I don't know, fam. God. That's. That's. That's why. I, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. That's why I, I was reading. I don't know. I was like, am I reading too much into this nope. scene? Or. I don't think like, so. I, but I was like, it could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things going on. Yeah. No, no. You're right. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm. I'm interested to see how they. Because I'm. For. For Montrose's development, I'm interested to see, one, how far do we go in this season? How far in the book do we go in this first season? And two, if we get to, without spoiling it, the, the if we get to that kitchen scene much later in the book, like, what does... Okay, I'm just forget it. I'm just interested to see how far we go in the book on the show for the first season what's the cliffhanger at the end of episode 10 like because they're doing what the fuck they want on some of it but other parts it's very close to the source material exactly oh right. oh this is <laughs> i'm straight <laughs> no yeah for sure oh my god um, and last thing we get is of the cousins. We get, we get motherfucker Atticus ready to risk it all. And he goes across the street to blow the, a hole into Christina's head. <laughs> so, right. I, he was sick of her shit. Yeah. He yeah. He was ready to risk it all. Risk it all. Yeah. He, and then, in that scene, we also learned that, of course, Letty didn't actually get an inheritance from her mom. Right. So, you know, basically it's all the Braith, the Braith bites. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, Christina pretty much, she kind of spells it out for us. We needed her to get that house. Uh, Titus, she talking about the book of Adam, how you lucky if you got one spell. My father, Sam, his spell was invulnerability. If you were invulnerable, you couldn't die. So their bloodline... Has or either their bloodline has it, or he put it on his children. So she's in. That's why Atticus cannot shoot her. She right. has that spell on her, um, and which me, leads me to believe, because of course we read the book, that she knew her father would have to take off the spell of invulnerability in order to um, do that. Whatever the fuck they was doing that that spell shit to Atticus in episode. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how he was he was able to die because he he had to be vulnerable. Um what else? 
she mentioned, oh, that, what's the nigga name, the, the scientist who was experimenting on people? Um, um, Hiram. Hiram. Yeah, him. That nigga, she knew that he took pages out of the book of Adam. And so they don't know. Oh, God. Then she also mentioned the other book is locked up somewhere, which that's going to come into play later. But the pages of Adam that that nigga had, there's no telling what he's able to do. It's, I just, um, yeah. So she go, she's doing all that and say, look, man, you got to be careful. You know, you can't, as a Negro, be pointing a gun at a white woman in these day and age. And she gives him a card and she's like, man, hit me up when you're ready to learn about our family, which is, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's still funny, like, just because of the contrast of her being a woman, you know, a pale, yep. hair, blue-eyed white woman, and him being a black man, that they're related. Yeah. It happens. And it, it happens in nowadays in real life. Yeah. You see, you know, you can, if you trace back your lineage, then you might find some white folks back there. Yeah. So you never, yeah. You never know. I, sh- I, like, the, I like that she... Um, she feels a lot more confident now that her dad's gone. Yeah, I like. I can see which, that too. Which she had a part of, which is also true to the book. You know, they kind yeah. of double crossed their dad. Uh, they knew that you know he need, they needed to, to do what they want to do. They had to get the dad out the way. So yeah. The way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like how she uh, how he came in and thought he was gonna write how he thought he was gonna, <laughs> gonna blow her yeah. up. Yeah. Blow her brains out and close all the blinds and she opened them right back up. Fam. I really, thought, I really thought he she was doing that so that the police or somebody could see. Okay. He was going to get arrested or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I like the way it ended still, but I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, she finna do something. Yeah, I that motherfucker. I, I like her better as a woman than I liked Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. Which it, it looks like William is taking the role of Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that preview yeah. for next episode, I was like, "Oh, no, this is Caleb." But that's I was like, cuz when he showed up, I said, "Why is he such a young, handsome man? Why is he not an older man like in the book?" But I think he's taking up the role of Caleb doing the things that it wouldn't make sense for Christina asked Caleb to do because she's a woman. Like his his stuff with Ruby, it makes no sense for Christina to like that makes no sense. So, right. so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Um, okay. So, tell me who is your favorite of this episode? Episode three, Holy Ghost. Who is your? Uh, okay. Still huh? Letty. Letty for sure. <laughs> um, you know, my close, my runner up though uh-huh. is Hibbalah. Okay. Hibbalah. She's she's my runner up because. Uh oh, got a child alert on my phone. Uh, <laughs> um, because I am, you know, you know that there's something brewing. You know? mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. knows has that. We didn't talk about it really, but you know, she had that. Uh, she knows there's something more to her husband and George being dead than just being yeah. the story that Addison to Montrose. So yeah. you know, you can see that she she wants to know more. So you know, she's she got something going on in her head uh, with that. Um, and then we see her, you know, with the you know, the ordering, you yep. know, she, you know, which uh, we're, if you read the book, you know, but based on the F of the show, yeah. we're assuming she's the one who took it from the, from the house. Mm-hmm. You see that, you know, 
So I'm interested. In, yeah, I'm. I like. I like Kipalata too. I like her. Her character. Yeah. I like her character in the book. Well, like I feel like her character is a lot about a lot me. Uh, a lot of me in there too. Like okay. Kind of just like the stars and yeah. being just you know like adventurous and but also headstrong and mm-hmm. you know all that. You know. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I. I'm interested in her story mainly because when I read the book, there was only a piece of her story that was boring to me. And I felt bad that that was boring because the very next page, all that shit started to make sense. And I was like, okay, you bored at this, but the payoff is like the Ida stuff. And so though she isn't my favorite for this episode, she would definitely be a runner up because with George being dead, I really want to see how do they handle her story going forward like is he doesn't have to be alive for shit to still happen but knowing that he's not alive her probably suspecting that Atticus is his son and then when Atticus mom was alive I don't know how close they were so and then you got your daughter there so even if you have issues or concerns there's probably only so much you're able to get out or discuss for fear of maybe upsetting your daughter because she know her daddy is this perfect saint, but shit, your cousin might be your half brother. So I, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see the direction that they're going to go right with all of that. Yeah. Uh, With, you know, if it's going to go right based on the book or if it's mm. going to go, little, I mean, of course they're going to have to take a little bit of creative liberty yeah, to for make sure. it a, a little bit more, you know, entertaining or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested from the previews. You can see there are a couple little scenes that, you know, that are true to the book, yeah. to the source material. Yes. And so, so, I mean, I'm definitely ready for the next episode. Oh, for sure. Um, but I just want to see, you know, the whole, the whole of everything. Yes. Yes. How they tie everything Yes. Ruby, man, I, look, let me, because I don't want to spoil shit, but I'm, I need to see what they do with Ruby, because yeah. I, I, looked at the, I looked at the cast list, Okay, it, it looks like they're going to do her story. Uh, see, I, I'm, I, I want to see, one, I want to see, right. yeah, yeah, literally that, the actual physicality of what they're going to do, like, yeah. oh my God, I, whoo. <laughs> Yo, I'm oh, that. That, was, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the book, the paper sections. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, her story. It, hers to me, that part felt more like it dealt more with the esoteric, mystical stuff, like than the other. I mean, all all parts did where, but where it felt like people were reacting to stuff, like Letty and the ghost in the house. Hers felt more like more control over the mystical shit. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And you know what's also surprised me about her character with that? Mm-hmm. You think that she would be more... Yep. Like, can you know, she seems like she's more of the religious type, mm-hmm. more, you know, practical, analytical. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that she kind of was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, she, you know, when she found out everything, like, yes. she wasn't, like... She, wasn't hysterical. At all. She wasn't, you know, she just kind of like took it, you know, <laughs> yes. like, oh, okay. This, like, mm. You know, like, I, you know, you would think that her character, the way she is, she would have been like freaking out. Yeah. Been like Letty, you know, the
<laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, oh, this is this is what it is now. That, whew, boy. Yeah, that was surprising. I like that. I, ugh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm, you know, yeah, that's probably what I'm most anticipating. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, my favorite would have to be Letty as well with Hippolyta as a, um, as, as a, as a very close second. Um, I feel kind of bad because I kind of feel like though he is very important, Atticus is kind of boring and not actually boring because, I mean, I get it. But compared to Letty, who steals every scene and like the shit going on around him, he's the one who's like maybe a ticking time bomb. Like I'm waiting for more shit to happen with him where it doesn't feel like maybe boring. Boring isn't the right word, but I feel like. I don't know. I'm 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 trusting the show. I'm trusting the show. Right, because we know that he's the center of everything. Yeah, and, you know, everything is has popped off and mm-hmm. started, and everything. You know, he's the catalyst. Yeah, but as far as how the story's been going, it's been more focused on everybody around right. him. What's mm-hmm. going on with them than actually him right mm-hmm. now? We know it's coming. Yeah, right? it's, oh, it's for sure it is. Because um, Asian chick, she's not in the book at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see what they're gonna do with her. Yeah. Who the right. fuck is Jen? Who is she? <laughs> Cause and just you're right. And I and just Jonathan Majors as an actor, I know that he gonna bring it. You know, mm. I've been um, I've been binge watching all his stuff since I've been on quarantine. Okay. So, okay. So I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see an episode where it's his episode mm-hmm. where it's just you know, and he brings it and brings all his. Mm-hmm. Uh, acting abilities and talent oh yeah because that man yeah he first of all i'm ready for him to be completely naked because the way they keep taking clothes they off of him well. <laughs> right they might as well shit i've been waiting so long like y'all might as well you've seen everything else shit. this nigga <laughs> right let him get, get naked and spin around in a circle god damn it because he didn't took his clothes right. off every fucking episode <laughs> yeah, right. it's on hbo shit you know hbo don't give a fuck like, yeah, that's what they know for hell Insecure shit. Right. We see more insecure, right? I see more Issa titties and shit. Look, yeah, but yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm very I'm very excited for the rest of this fucking show. This is fucking phenomenal. I don't know. Um, did you have a favorite scene? Um, scene. Uh, probably the um the uh. Well, no, I'm. A, I was gonna say well two. So the of course. And it is both with the gospel song. So yeah. the Dorinda Cole scene with her going outside, busting up the uh, the windows with the bat. Uh-huh. And then the, the, the ritual uh, seance scene when they played the Shirley Caesar yeah. song. Yeah. I think it's the songs. The songs would make the scenes too. Like mm-hmm. they were very intentional about the songs mm-hmm. and they, they hit those, you know, the nail on the head with those songs with the scenes. Yeah, they sure did. They sure, they sure did. They, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, those are pretty much mine as well. I was toying between between those two, actually. Um, I landed on the exorcism only because that was the mystical shit. But, like, now that you say it, I might have to go with her busting windows because, like I said, the monsters and shit, they keep overcoming them, but they still have to deal mm-hmm. with the police. Still got to deal racist. with the races. So, yeah. Whew. I don't know. This has been <laughs> shit. So, this is a good, very good series. This is one of those series like when it's over, I'm gonna go back and watch it. Yes, absolutely. Start to finish, have a whole fucking watch party or something. Um, I don't know, like any more 
questions, comments, concerns, theories, uh, tidbits, uh, FAQs, like anything else about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you've been talking a long time. I know the viewers, they probably like, dang, they going to keep talking. Uh, I just appreciate you bringing me on. Oh, thank uh, you. Like I said, it's long overdue. God, yes. Come on and, <laughs> up. and this has been very fun. I love it. This is fun. And like I said, we are both very into this show. Yes. And, you know, yes. I love having conversations about it. And uh, we're going into all the historical and cultural aspects of it mm-hmm. as well. Like, I love it. Well, thank you for coming on for sure. Cause I know folks get tired of hearing just my voice, goddammit. And um, bringing such good energy, such good convo and and facts and shit. So and thanks for live tweeting too. That was cool. You know, going in and talking shit during that episode. Oh, for sure. Okay, okay. So yeah, y'all listeners, make sure y'all use the hashtag Lovecraft Aftermath. Or LCC pod or a combination of both. When you're watching Lovecraft Country, when you're listening to this episode, when you're re-watching Lovecraft Country, any of that shit. Just, you got questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, FAQs, predictions, all that shit. Put it in that hashtag. I'll be retweeting and, and, and talking shit too. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. April, thank you. Um... <laughs> Shit, and y'all, I guess until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you move into a haunted house, please be sure to make friends with the black ghosts and get them white supremacist ghosts out the fuck of there. Please. (laughs) (laughs) All right.